What's going on, man? What's going on? Juice Box Podcast. That's right. First of the year. First Juice Box Podcast of the year right here. Go ahead and tell me, man. Tell me your New Year's resolution. Okay. Tell me something good that you are going to do this year. Tell me. Tell me, okay? It is 2019. I want you to do something good. I want you to do something for yourself that you've been putting off. Putting off, but this year I want you to do that shit. All right. So, like I said, Juicebox Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Google Play Podcast, whatever the fuck you are listening to this on, I appreciate you. Seriously, no bullshit. I really appreciate you. Okay. Now, before we get talking into this nasty ass nigga, R. Kelly surviving R. Kelly situation, let me shout out my sponsors. Okay. Kayla Fox House of Beauty. Don't forget to check her out at Kizzy K I Z Z I E underscore La Fox. All right, on Instagram, she'd have done like half the love and hip hop bitches here. All right, I know she can hook you up. Check her out. Also, my guy Chef Keen, owner of the Dinner Club. Make sure you hit him up for your private dinner needs. Also, for your event catering, he got you. Another thing, go to right now. Go to OIA Brand. Dot com. That's OIABrand.com. We got some fire gear out there. And if you use the promo code JUICE, right, you get free shipping. I got you. Okay. So, a couple of things. You know, it's been a it's been a lot this weekend. It was a lot going on. The year just started and it's just like a lot of shit is going on. All right. Shout out to you if your team has advanced in the playoffs, if they are a step closer to the Super Bowl. Travis Scott is going to be doing the Super Bowl performance. I'm watching that shit. Uh, but my Ravens did not make it. We have not advanced in the playoffs. I'm not mad about it. We got a young quarterback. As long as it ain't Flacco, I don't really give a shit. Okay? And as long as we made it further than the Steelers. Okay? It's the Steelers all fucked up right now. Antonio Brown, he, can't, he don't want to twerk no more for y'all in the end zone. It's crazy. Okay? But shout out, right now, I think I'm, I'm rocking with the Chiefs. I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't choose my team. But another thing starting off the year, it, we're still into this government shutdown that your boy Trump has laid out on us. All right? Federal employees are not working. Uh, they're saying food stamps have been cut back. They're also saying that there will be a delay on the tax refund checks. Isn't that fucking insane? That's crazy. But Trump wants his wall. He wants Democrats to vote for his walls, and that is what th- that th- that is his plan. His plan is to uh, take back on government funding in order for to squeeze Democrats into supporting the wall. Okay, what Trump is basically saying is he wants to keep the illegal immigrants out because there's a lot of crime that are being co- committed by um, illegal immigrants, a lot of jobs that Democrats complained about being taken away from uh, the working American that were being taken by illegal immigrants, and he's just trying to get a control on that. And he doesn't understand why Democrats don't want to help him in that battle. 
Okay. So we'll see how it gets played out. Hopefully things get figured out because you have people who are not working families that need that fuck them fucking food stamps. Shit is going to get real if niggas can't get the stamps, bro. All right. Also, an arrest has been made in the murder of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes. Okay. Now, for, uh, originally the story, in my opinion, was extremely popular because in, there was a possibility that it was racially motivated that the guy shot Jasmine because, or shot at the family because uh, she was black. The the description of the suspect was looked like a very creepy white guy. Uh, the pickup truck was kind of another uh, stereotype of a racist white man. So people thought it was a white guy. Apparently, it's an issue of mistaken identity. It is two black guys. I'm just sick of it. You know, I'm I'm sick of all the killings, the shootings. It's all been unnecessary. Um, and regardless of anything, seven-year-old Jasmine did not deserve that. So prayers out to her family. You know, it's it's just horrible. Uh, Floyd Mayweather fought his gardener for money. Yeah. Um, to bring in the new year, Floyd Mayweather fought um, some guy who nobody knew just for a couple of dollars. All right. Now, I'm not a fan myself of Floyd Mayweather's fights. I think he pussyfoots around and jumps around and just gets free money. I can't stand watching his fights. They're just overhyped. Um, but some people believe, some people, I don't say they enjoy it, but they enjoy the fact that Floyd, you know, beats the system. Oh, well, he's playing chess, not checkers. The object is to not get hit type niggas. And um, it's just really stupid. Like, nobody likes watching him fight. Um I'm enjoying this new era with Tank Davis. He will be fighting in the begin early this year. So uh, hopefully, and that was another thing. People quick to say, Floyd, you know, it's Chestnut Chuckers. He don't, you know, why get hit? But his fighters, the people at Mayweather Promotion, they're heavy hitters. They don't mind getting hit. So you think he would train them the same way he likes to fight? Nah, the nigga's just a p- pussy. That That's a p- 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 You got to say, he's so pussy, you got to say it just like that, a p- pussy. Okay, also, Cassie is dating the trainer that Diddy got for her, and I'm fucking happy for the bitch. I'm happy for Cassie. Okay, a couple of episodes ago, the conversation was, do you feel like uh, Diddy wasted some of Cassie's time? And if what the fuck she's doing right now doesn't tell you that she felt like her time was being wasted while she was with that nigga, then you just ain't paying attention. Okay? He posted, and I know Diddy Hurt, he can post as many videos of her, uh, of himself on a yacht with his clothes, with his linen suit blowing in the wind. The nigga was hurt. You just was posting the bitch last week and she hit you with the, with the trainer. Like, damn, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, and also she's been in the studio. You know, something that Diddy didn't have her in a lot. All right, so some people would, maybe she didn't want to do music. Well, I guess she does. Okay, so good luck to her and her future endeavors. I'm looking better. I'm looking forward to a better song than me and you from Cassie. She she had a couple of bangers. We we talked about that, but I think that she can get her uh, on the herself on the charts once again. Also, I don't know. I know Cowboys fans know about him, but Country Wayne, he's one of the funnier guys on Instagram. He was in the conversation this weekend because him and Jess Hilarious have been outed as being a couple. 
And the question at the top of all of this is, was it okay for Jess to date him while he was divorcing his wife? Apparently when the information came out, Country Wayne's wife said that we are not divorced. We have still not gotten a divorce and it doesn't make any sense that he's with this girl. Chris, who was Jess Hilarious' boyfriend, and as somebody who lives in the city, who have seen him often, he ain't nobody at all. He's only somebody because of her. She did a lot of good footwork here in the city before she really blew up. And he was always just kind of there riding coattails. All, all, always riding coattails. But he is using this information, this information about them to put her on blast for kind of leaving him in the dust. And um, I was an early follower of Country Wayne's page. And I first thing I noticed was like, damn, this nigga got like 27 kids. It's really like five or four. But I think he has enough kids to where any woman would be mad about you deciding to leave. <laughs> like, hold up, nigga. Hold up. You know what I'm saying? I gave you seven dwarves and you just going to just pick up like that. All right. Fuck you then. And I think that's 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 the issue right there with them. Um, I think it's a great relationship. I hope they stay together. They probably be having each other crack up. But the question was, is it wrong to date somebody when they're in the process of getting a divorce? And uh, I think when kids are involved, I think, yeah. I think what men don't realize is that women are extra sensitive when when they're, it's, it's the baby daddy. When it's a boyfriend, husband, that's different. But if you're the baby daddy... It's like, it's a lot. It's too much. I'd rather just wait till the papers is finalized and then go on with myself. All right? Another person. Some what the fuck is going on with Young Jock? Is he doing the same drugs that Orlando Brown put down? Why Why? What, why is he getting ombre and magic market color? Like, I'm confused. Uh, now, Jock, I had some respect for you when, you know, buy, buy you a drink. That song is a classic. That song enough. Boom, I fuck with you. It's Going Down was a great song. Fuck with you. Okay, I think he was in Boosie Zoom. I fuck with you. When you went on Love and... Now, see, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. But when I saw that your ass was on, I was like, ah, what the fuck? Now, when you got the Aunt Shirley come over, I tolerated you. But this shit that you doing, this I can't take it. You look like you went to Kizzy LaFox and got you a dude. That's what you look like now. Come out the closet if that's the case, or if you're trying to bring back pimp hairstyles, that might be the thing because you saw Usher New Year's. New Year's Eve, Usher had himself a white babaloo bop a bamboo. No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The closest that I'll get to somebody bringing back old hairstyles is Sway Lee with his Rick James dreads. That's it. Other than that, John, get the fuck out of here or fire your stylist or whoever the fuck is telling you to do this to your hair. All right? I'm sick of it. What are you in Atlanta? I'm fed up with Atlanta. In Atlanta, you know why. <sighs> let me just get into it. Just let me. Speaking of Atlanta, and it's all. Oh. So who the fuck watched this Survivor Dog Kelly shit? I know. It was hard. It was hard to watch hard it was tough it was it wasn't now first of all congratulations to the creator of the film dream hampton and i'm giving her congratulations because one this was a w for women all women period 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 
just to say that our voices matter. Number two, the fact that this was a journey and a struggle to put this out there. The fact that this was actually a major issue. She had an actual hard time getting this film out in um, on a platform. Now, first, I want to say that I'm disappointed in BET. I'm disappointed in BET because this, this was your job, BET. TV One, I'm disappointed. Kathy Hughes, I'm disappointed. A lot of people who I believe had the opportunity, who looked over this film, I'm disappointed. Mew R. Kelly Kelly has been going on for two years. I'm disappointed. But I'm also proud to be a woman, period, in in this era because we have made dents and advancements in political and social issues as women. It doesn't matter the color by sticking together. And I think women stuck together in order to get this movie on Lifetime. Now, I see some people saying, oh, this may not mess up his money. Oh, trust me, it's going to fuck up his money. Because while black people are debating about little nitty-picky shit, white people is canceling the fuck out of him. He ain't getting no Vanguard Awards. He ain't getting no Hall of Fame shit. The shit that's going to matter in five years when he really can't be making no music, the shit that got Charlie Wilson still moving, that shit is dead for R. Kelly. It's no that shit gonna snowball and ruin this nigga. So when I saw it on my timeline about the film, I was of course happy to see that it got finally was gonna be premiered because in the news they were saying a couple of months ago when that movie was supposed to be premiered, there was a bomb threat on the film. Um so at the venue, so they weren't able to show it. Then he has been trying to sue them to get it off of the air. Now, I don't think people still even gave a fuck about the film, but for some people who did pay attention to its journey, it made you say, hmm, why the fuck you don't want it to happen? Like, what the fuck? What, 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 what is so bad? What are they going to say that you do not want us to hear? Some people don't chase rumors. Some people, when you're on a certain level in life, you don't got time to chase everything that everybody's saying about you. Some people, you have some girls who work hard and they'll say, oh, well, she fucking for that. She doing this. You don't got time to beat every bitch ass about it. But when somebody who is chasing a rumor to try to stop it, you become suspicious of them. And another reason that I did not have too much interest in watching it was because um, I remember seeing the R. Kelly sex tape and being disgusted uh, with the fact that because it was a child. I remember, you know, hearing the R. Kelly, the Aaliyah rumors and not really believing them, but it was enough for me as a child to be like, I don't want nothing to do with him. Now, I ain't going to admit, I still gave him chances. You know what I'm saying? Step in the name of love. Shit like that. I was fucking with him. Happy people. I love that damn song. And I think another reason was I didn't feel like it was my responsibility. If they're saying, what is it, 18 to 35 or whatever is the millennial area, what the fuck do I got to give a fuck about? Uh, I don't got to, this wasn't my responsibility. This was the 45 and over bitch's responsibility to get rid of him. That's, that was that was what I was thinking. But then the timeline was kind of pissing me off. Um, a lot of I seen a lot of guys and girls kind of bringing in those, bring up those classic uh topics. Oh, well, this is very anti-black man. Why are you letting people, you know, down the black man? Da, 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 da. 
um, a lot of people were criticizing the fact that some of the victims had came, they felt like they had came too late to speak up. Other people were being judgmental, saying, bring up the classic young high school girl with an older guy kind of thing. And it was pissing me off. It was pissing me off because the movie, the it's a six part film or something like that. Three parts, and and you haven't even seen it, but it was like people were ready to jump all over it already. So I said, let me watch it, and it was hard to watch. You know, like not no funny shit, no like it was generally like the shit was hard to watch. Um, it was really, 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 really hard to watch. Now, what was scary about the film for me was, I think any woman who's been to college especially your freshman year, you interact with so many young women that don't know no better. They can come from two-parent homes, parents with uh, homes with the families educated, wealthy homes. And it's just either that vulnerability where, you know, they're accepting of so many things or putting themselves in stupid situations or just not knowing any better. Just simply, you know, not knowing any better. And, um, as a young girl in a black community, low income city, you meet so many women who don't have any direction, don't have any type of foundation, don't have any type of emotional or financial support. So even the beginning of the documentary, you could see where a lot of women would put themselves in their position, in that position with him and would secure that sick position with him was the women who had dreams of being in the entertainment industry. That was another thing that was really scary for me because I'm only in the the party aspect. I've only done parties like and deal with people with entertainment. And I've seen what girls would do just to cut the line, um, be at people's tables, uh, be on the tables. Girls who will uh, have sex with older men or indulge older men just to be, you know, in the mix. And, Years down the line, you know, they'll regret it, their, their decision-making. But when you see the people, it's not even the the vulnerability from the women. It's how it's in the response to dominance and power and control. Most women don't walk up to the scene just stupid, ready to, for anything. It's just a, a, oftentimes a response into power. And... The as the documentary goes on, it starts off with Aaliyah, and that just sucked because it was like my sister was a huge Aaliyah fan, and she had pictures of Aaliyah all over her wall. And when I think back to it, and you look at the pictures of her earlier years when it was like she was dealing with him, music with her music, and probably like a year off of that. Like, was those glasses and that bang over her eye and that kind of somber mood was that like a hood image or was that just her being sad like now I feel like Aaliyah was sad like later on with uh what's that song she did with Dr. Doolittle and um uh, a couple of songs that she four page letter and all that is her career went on a little bit more you started to see her be who the person that people described her as you know happy funny goofy bubbly always smiling but the times that she was dealing with him with her career, never a smile, never a smile. And when those pictures started coming up um, of them and her from her era, you just you look at her face and it was like, ugh, 
And now that you know what was being done to her, but her image was being pushed as, you know, this chick from the hood and she, now we know that that wasn't her natural, now that you know that that wasn't her natural uh, vibe of just being kind of standoffish and I'm some hood mean bitch. The background dancers and singers said they trained her to be like that. That's That was the image that they gave to her. And to hear the, the girl say, uh, when the girl said that the door flipped open and she saw them having sex, that's fucking, she was 15. And that, that, let me not even say having sex because when you're older, I'm older and I see 15, 14, I don't, what the, ew. I couldn't fucking imagine. Like, what the fuck? That's, that's not intimidating somebody into consenting is a very real thing. And just because you've never been intimidated doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. That it's not extremely and very, very real. It happens. And Aaliyah's mom has came out and kind of um, said that, you know, what the girl said wasn't true. She didn't see that. Why the fuck would she lie? Why the fuck would she make that shit up? What did she gain out of lying about that? Seriously. A bunch of people walking up and asking her, what did it look like? Would no. No. And I think Aaliyah's family suffers from the most dangerous aspect of trauma, and that's denial. I think Aaliyah's parents are in extreme denial. And the I think they feel guilty as well. Because... It wouldn't have been no four-page letter. It wouldn't have been no uh, back and forth. It wouldn't have been none of that. It wouldn't have been none of that shit. Back and forth. None of that. As soon as I found out that this nigga forged documents to marry you, that would have been that career the fuck over. No more singing. I don't even want to hear you sing in the shower. I don't even want to hear you sing nowhere. Now, I was dating a girl who was pursuing... A music career. And this is what I mean when I say intimidation can lead to some form of consenting because especially for women who want to be in the entertainment industry or in their families. I was dating a woman who wanted to sing her expiring. That's what she wanted to do. And her dad had met this guy who was like a manager. And the girl was a, a okay singer, but she wasn't that great. But her father, like her parents believed in her like crazy. And he had met this older guy and was willing to let her spend time with the guy. The guy was like 50 something. Let her spend time with this guy to help advance her singing career. And she didn't really like the guy and wasn't nothing about him being sexual or nothing. It was just like, you know, she wasn't feeling him, but she was being criticized by her parents because she didn't want to utilize uh, the resources that they were providing for her for her career. And I thought that was crazy. And some of this is not even too different, too far off from parents who have sent their children off to um, for AAU basketball, work with certain coaches, football coaches, these gymnast parents who have sent their par- their kids off to camps for multiple weeks under supervision of adults that they've never sat down and talked to for longer than five fucking minutes. So imagine what that's like for a young teen who's just, you know, I'm trying to do my part. I'm trying to just, you know, I want to sing. I want to be famous. My mom is helping me. My dad is helping me. This guy, and this is R. Kelly. 
And to me, he was the most dangerous then in the beginning. Because nobody, now the fucked up part was his, even his high school choir director knew he had a problem. But I don't think anybody saw it as a sickness. I think there was still a huge window to think that this is what these young girls were willing to do to be with him or to be famous themselves. And I think Aaliyah's family failed her. I think the R&B industry failed her. I think everybody who knew about that, the fact that that was out there, that it was true and nothing was done about it or he wasn't blackballed then, it, it speaks volumes into how the entertainment industry values young black women. Period. It, it, it really does. And even going into the sex tape and the trial, that was hard. Because like I said, I remember watching it and it was disgusting. Okay, disgusting. Then I, I but I remember also remember it becoming a part of pop culture. Then not so much with the Boondocks episode because I think the Boondocks episode was not a joke. It wasn't meant to be funny at all. I think it was, if anything, it was Magruder playing on how people don't take it seriously. How this is this is this is not this is an issue, but people think this is a joke. And I think him putting it in that form was the best way. He could bring it to the light. Now, like I said, I think early R. Kelly was the most vulnerable. And I think, um, like, he was, like, the, like I said, the space of them not thinking he had a problem. Even his own, fuck Bruce Kelly. Let me, why I didn't start off with saying that? Bruce Kelly, his own brother's brother calling it a fucking preference. Whatever he did, he did that shit. He got to stay in jail. His own damn, uh, his assistant, manager, filing, uh, forging forms for the marriage. The nigga was talking about his, the, the wedding with Aaliyah. Like it was something good. He reflected on her emotions being sad and admitting that she looked at him as if she needed him to help her. But he reflected on the actual ceremony in a whole as something fucking good. Disgusting. And it's like, where are these people that are supposed to be protecting them? Where, where, a lot of people say, where are the parents? Sparkle. This bitch, oh, this bitch Sparkle. Oh, Sparkle got to go to jail. I'm sorry, Jesus. Sparkle, Sparkle got to go to jail. Okay, because unlike some of the other victims, okay, Lizette, it was another victim. They met him early on. Lizette, these are people who were aspiring artists who wanted to be musicians. And as time went on, he just manipulated to them to become uh, abusers, to be a part of his little group of women having sex with each other and all that. The background dancer, um, background singer said that Sparkle had been there from day one. Day one, Sparkle has been there. Day one, Sparkle has been there. And she still brought her niece around this nigga. So now, back in the 90s, I tried to give her a benefit of the doubt. I said maybe it did say that he, they separated all of them. They constantly kept them separated. And maybe it was hard for them to get, you know, information back. Oh, he's doing this. Oh, no, bitch. Sparkle looked like a bitch who already knew what was up. Because you didn't fuck with him. 
You was around when Aaliyah was around. You heard the rumor. You knew not to fuck with him. But this is what I think happened with Sparkle. You remember Sparkle came out with her song, right? R. Kelly was on it, and it blew up. Huge thing. She admitted in a documentary that she had always wanted to pursue them her own music career. And that, but R. Kelly, when that song came about, he wanted, he wrote his own part for, he wanted to be, he directed the entire video. It became completely under his control. And a lot of them, if you remember some of the promo tour from it, it was constantly him and her. And just from the patterns of his behavior, I feel like he felt like, bitch, how dare you? You know what I'm saying? Want to get away from me type shit. Wanted to have complete control over her. And I think what she did to kind of not get back at him, but to distract him was bring her niece into it. Because, and I say specifically her niece was because some of us seen the pictures of the group that she was in. She was in a whole group. So why didn't you bring the whole group over? There was a guy in the group. Why didn't you bring the older girl? She said, I brought my niece specifically. Sing just one. You didn't bring all of them? And she was in a music group if the concern was to advance their career? You just bring her, the youngest fucking one. Because I think what she thought was, okay, me and him so cool to the point where, me and him so cool to the point where he's not going to violate me like that. And now that I'm famous and I have a voice, he may not do, I'll, I'll, I'll tell on that nigga, I'll da 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 But it'll still distract him enough so he can stay away from my shit. And I think even down to the act of him having sex with her, pissing on her, violating her, it was control. I think a lot of that had to do with control over Sparkle and her wanting to try to be, be, get away from him and all of that. And you having the nerve to bring your niece around. And to hear that the drummer, his drummer was her father, even more levels of control. Of control. Fuck, that's, I got your daughter on tape fucking. That's crazy. And as a drummer, how you going to still, I can't keep drumming for the nigga that pissed on my daughter. I can't. I can't. And the layer of protection that he had was was serious. And between the black community constantly blaming the young woman in the situation of young women and older men dating, it's always the woman's fault. Oh, she must. Oh, well, she. It's never okay. Oh, a lot of people want to say, well, in high school, you knew maybe one or two girls who were dating older men, and it was nasty then. And what are they doing now? Think about it. The girl that you knew that was dating older girls, she probably got five kids and like 31 with three baby daddies. Something ain't right. She don't have no, it's not right. And it has to be acknowledged that men play on the lack of experience, and the insecurities. It has to be. I've seen it too many times with my own eyes. And not just young women, but on older women as well. If you around, depending on what kind of communities you parlay in, like even in the church community, you've seen it. The level of horniness. 
You've seen it at the football games. Women bring their sons to the football games. The level of horniness because they ain't got no real niggas in their life. It don't make no sense. And when you're talking about manipulation and on top of you being, you're untouchable because all the people around you, it's, that's how a cult. Now, now that's how a cult becomes created. Because all of these girls are becoming manipulated. They're staying together. And he has a, a team of people who are keeping them that way. Young and old. Now, you've had the later episodes that they had introduced you to two older women. And now the one older woman was an R. Kelly super fan. I think she is kind of the prime example I think she, I think all of them are victims. I def, but I think she was somebody that really was kind of taken by surprise by the extent of it. I, she admitted that she was an R. Kelly super fan even after, you know, the sex tape and everything. And that's why she gave into it, you know, just wanted to be with him. Now, my problem is, I just don't understand this. Where, where is it sexy to say, you fucking with R. Kelly? Like, if a girl comes to the set and like, yeah, you know, I'm fucking with R. Kelly, that to me had to stop being a thing after 1994. But back to the young lady who she was married previously to an officer, abusive guy, and now she's with R. Kelly. To me, um, that showed a pattern. You know, that even just being a fan of his, and a lot of his images are all dominance and multiple women and power and women. A lot of women become dummies to that. And I think she was one of the the people. And when she revisited the home, you know, grown-ass woman. Yes, grown-ass woman talking about she had to stomp on the floor to get food. You know, and some women say, how could you be controlled? Why you just ain't leave? Why you just ain't walk away? They spoke about how he tried to control them. Isolation is a big part of what he did. That 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 is it, especially if he's isolating them and still kind of treating them like they sugar babies, buying them stuff. They room is real nice, but when you sneak that bullshit in, like not feeding somebody for three days, yeah, don't eat for three days and the next person walk in with a steak. Now yeah, look, you want a piece of this steak? Call me daddy. You gonna be like daddy? <laughs> Give me that steak. <laughs> real shit. Signing. Uh, paperwork saying that you committed a crime or your parents are trying to bribe them, little things like that. There are a lot of women who are, they, these things happen. You cannot judge these women and still, uh, you, you just can't. You really can't judge these women because a lot of women are because, are emotionally abused and physically abused and they ain't in a cult. Don't, don't judge. Now, Kitty, I ain't gonna lie, I judged Kitty. I'm sitting here talking about don't judge, but I judged Kitty. I did, I did, because unlike the other young ladies, you had uh, women who were pursuing a career, young young women who were pursuing a career. Um, some of them, in my opinion, they, they families, you know, played a, a part in it, getting their people to meet, whatever. But Kitty was older. She was living in Texas, and she was an established radio DJ. Okay, you think working in radio, you would be kind of informed on why not to fuck with R. Kelly. And at the age of 33, you would think that. Now, 
the other woman, her excuse was she was a super fan. That is why she let all these things go through. The other woman that was before them, she was 19. She said um, that he was taking her pretty seriously, and she was around. She said that the girl he pissed on was still there. But kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty got mad at her friend when her friend brought up the tape, said she kicked her friend out the room, then went and watched the tape, and then noticed that the same girl from the pissy sex tape was, she met her. She's still around. That should have been your red flag, Kitty. If the sex tape alone now, that's why Kitty started crying when she, because if you've never seen the R. Kelly, a lot of people have not seen it. A lot of people just haven't seen it. It's disgusting. It looks like child, like he's fucking a, a, a kid. They said that girl was what, 14, 15? She looked 12, 11. It looks, it, it looks nasty. Like it, it's not, it's just, it's not good. And if you're not thinking that something was wrong because of the tape, you should have thought something was wrong because the girl is still around. That's why you should. That's one. That's one thing. That something is not right with this nigga. Something is something is not right. Another thing, Kitty. Now a, a, a lot of people say, why didn't these people leave? Why didn't they do that? If you're in a let's say you get in a relationship with somebody, and they live in another state other than your hometown state, you move there to be with them and you lose your job. And while you lose your job, you become financially dependent on them. And in that meantime, you guys just have it out. It's not working out, whatever. They're terrible to you and you want to leave. How the fuck are you getting home? Now I'm asking you that logic of some of my, most of my listeners are, you know, 20s, 30s. I'm, I'm, I'm now think about when you were 18 and 17. And how the fuck would you even get home? Think about it for some of those women in the 90s, early 2000s, of how they would even fathom trying to get home before technology. How? So, but Kitty, this bitch Kitty, she said she left and went right to the airport. She had the means to go. But she said to herself, I'm going to call him. And if he answers the phone, I'm not leaving. And even all Kelly didn't answer the phone for this bitch. He was like, oh, bitch, you got to go. You just, you tripping. And Kitty went on back. Kitty and Gage and all of them, he still had all of them engaged in sexual misconduct with minors. All of these women. Another woman that he had where she was 19 infected her with herpes. Okay, now uh, the, the major question is, the episode reaches near the end is, where were the fucking parents? Everybody, where was the parents? Where were the parents? Well, we seen some of the parents. Okay. In the last uh, two episodes, we were introduced to Asriel and Dominique, who I think were the most, they were the hard, that was, it was hard to listen to their stories. And um, Asriel's parents, I wanted to kick them in the face. I wanted to kick her daddy in the ass. Like, no, no. He had, what the fuck? Who brings their 17-year-old daughter to an R. Kelly concert? He was like, yeah, we heard the rumors. We, you know, but we ain't think it was going to happen to our child. (laughs) What? That's the part that blew me. Like, why did you take her there in the first place? And then not only did you take her there, but... 
you let him pull her on stage. Now, we into 2015. You get what I'm saying? 2015, stuff like that. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and them feeling like what I think some of his most recent victims, including Kitty, felt like. That maybe that was a younger version of him. You know, maybe he wouldn't do that anymore now that there's more social media and things like that. You know, he wouldn't be as bold as to do, you know, do that. That was the old him. They said even from the first day, that first night after she came on stage, they were, they had to wait for her. And then later on found out they had sex that same nasty ass fucking nasty ass night. Now, the pictures that they showed of Azriel, once again, I feel like his most, he preyed on most those girls who wanted to be famous. And when you looked at Azriel's picture, she was singing. She wanted to be, you know, in the music industry. And I think what was more fucked up in her situation was kind of similar into the Aaliyah situation. Because I feel like they kind of knew. Well, not necessarily similar to the Aaliyah situation where they knew, but where you have the the push-pull of my parents are believing in me as an artist. They're thinking it's all good. And this guy is saying that he's going to help me and do anything he can. So let me comply with him just so everybody could be happy. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's what, for her, it started off being. And then as time went on, it eventually just ran into her brain brainwashed. He ain't making you famous. He ain't doing all of that. He locked you up in the room and you got a shit and piss in the bucket and you done fucked up now. And then embarrassment is another part of trauma that could be that could make everything worse because you don't never want to go back. You don't want to fix it or repair it or be saved or found because you're so embarrassed that you just don't want the whole world to look at you like a dumb bitch. Now the Clarys, I was so embarrassed when I realized they was from Baltimore. So embarrassed. But they had moved down to Florida. And um, the sister, they they that, that was another part. They sent the sister with her. And the sister, she was the smartest one out of the whole, everybody. And she had actually gotten to an altercation with trying to receive her sister and succumbed to the, to the threats of them telling her they would harm her by not telling her parents the full story. But once again, I feel like her, her parents failed her for not wanting to investigate anymore for still seeing the opportunity for some type of career. Still saying, oh, well, he said she had the studio. Said that the 17-year-old, that the girl became upset with them and started threatening. What? Now, now, once again, I can't speak on that because I come from a, a, a family where you will get the shit smacked out of you. I had my rebellious ways. But I never in my mother, I would never in my life raise my voice to my mother or my father. Never. Even when I was in the wrong. And they talking about she talking about what? Bitch, get in this car. Okay, you crazy. And the sister tried to help her. And they haven't spoken to her in three years. Okay. Now the saddest part about Azriel's story. It is just a sad all around is is that she's recent. They knew about the cult and it has all been tied in with the girl jo- Jocelyn Savage, Savage's story. Now, Jocelyn's story is a little different, be- well, it's different because she has denied her family 
And she's also kind of got the ball rolling on this whole, I think her issue might be guilt now. I think because her parents have shunned the light on it and it's kind of bringing it down, bring um, aiding uh, the Me Too movement and all this stuff and bringing him down all because of her. I think she's became his main bottom bitch because just out of pure, pure, pure guilt. She's already brainwashed and now she's just, he'll forever hold that over her that she she fucked up everything. The one girl even said when she first introduced to Jocelyn, she jumped up and she was like a robot. She wasn't like a real person. Brainwashed. And the as Riel, it's it there was a scene where one of the girls had escaped and she had said that she's seen Asriel. Um, at the place, at the house, you know, at the studio, and Asriel may still be there. And the family went to the studio and were trying to get her. Now, it was a really sad scene where the father, well, the mother was throwing rocks, anything she could find to get it, you know, to not get in the place, but to get somebody's attention, get somebody to come to the door, and nobody would come to the door. And um, it pissed me off to see the dad just standing there. Like he was just standing there. He wasn't trying to help pick up nothing. He was just standing there like a bitch. I'm sorry. Like a bitch. This nigga, this nigga gonna say, well, how I feel about it. I feel like, you know, my manhood been taken because, you know, this what he doing to my daughter. It's like almost like he putting, throwing it in my face. And if I, nigga, what? You gave your daughter to him. And you exchanged it for plane rides and that be cool with fucking R. Kelly. You can admit it. Because before this shit came out, everybody was, they had no problem with possibly being cool with R. Kelly. So you as a nobody, you feel me? I understand. I don't. I don't. And he didn't do anything. He just sitting there while his wife is crying her eyes out. She Even when she was explaining, she's explaining to the police, he's just standing there. And then I, I got a little view into why this girl, like, what the fuck? Now, if I was a parent, mother or father, I don't give a fuck. I would have Googled image, wherever the fuck that place was. And when I saw them wire bars, I'm getting me a blowtorch. They were sitting there for hours. You know, I would have rented me. I would have Craigslist me somebody with a blowtorch. I would have found me a blowtorch. I would have been in that motherfucker. I would have set that place. That it, What? For my child? And I would have dealt with the bullshit later. She want to be mad at me? Cool, bitch. Be mad at me. You want to, but at least I know I did everything I could to get my child. That brings me to Dominique's story. Now, Dominique's story was very hard for me to watch because I am a black lesbian. Uh, I feel like I've always been a lesbian. Um, as far as my choice of clothes and stuff like that, it's always how I wanted to dress. You know, I love who I am. I love dressing like this. And if somebody told me that, not even if somebody told me, but if I can't imagine being with somebody who wanted me to be something else or turn me into, you know, a girly girl in order to have a relationship with me. And the fact that he manipulated her this late, this it's like recent, 2-2015, the fact that he manipulated her 
and altered her actual appearance, turning her into a masculine-looking woman. Uh, they said they tried to say that he tried to turn her into a boy, and you know, kind of insinuated that he might have been gay. And I don't think that's it. I think that I do. I wholeheartedly believe that there is a, a kind of pervertedness amongst some guys who want to fuck dominant women or lesbians and stuff like that. Really, I think it's that predatory need of getting something that you're being told you can't have or something that you you acting like you can't be fucked or you acting like and when a lot of times when you hear guys get into arguments with lesbians that's some one of the things they always go through man if you had a dick that's your problem you ain't getting no dick and somebody ain't fucking you right Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. even but sometimes being with my own peers and seeing um masculine lesbians and it's always like that one guy out of the group Who's like, it'll be a masculine lesbian going down. Oh man, well, she don't know if I just, it's, I think that was R. Kelly's, it, it just, his pervertness, his control reaching another level. He tattooed her. You feel me? He put tat, the mother said her daughter was unrecognizable because she had tattoos. You can't get rid of that. You're old though. You you get you about to get married. I mean, you can, but you about to get married and all that. And somebody t- 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 tattooed your armor to make you look more like a boy. He made you cut your hair off to look like a boy. She looked like an Atlanta dyke. She really did, and it it made me sick to my stomach because I've had guys who try to talk to me. Uh, and I've had guys who like overboard, like try to talk to me to the point where there was one guy who was two guys actually who were trying to like the first guy was like he was trying to talk to me, and well I didn't know like he he had just came to the school and we had a party promotion group so we had a lot of people who was like hitting us up like yo you know I'm trying to get with the group whatever whatever he was like yeah I'm coming from another college you know I just wanted to get to know everybody from Morgan. And I'm really trying to promote whatever, whatever. And I was like the contact person for that. So I told him I was going to a basketball game. I was going to the campus basketball game. He could meet me. But I think he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, well, I'm about to leave out. He was like, before we leave. He's like, before I leave. What the fuck was it? I think it was. No, no, no. This was afterwards. So we go to the game. We meet up at the game, watch the game. We're talking about parties and shit. And then afterwards, he was like, you know, I got 2K. You know, you're trying to play now. Back then, I'm going to get back on 2K 2020 and go insane. But back then, what? 2K? That was my shit. So he was like, yeah, you're trying to play 2K, whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, cool. No problem. Gets to playing 2K. Well, we we get over there. Gets to playing 2K. Everything was fine. I leaves. A couple of weeks later, I'm being told by a girl that I was dating that he was saying that we messed around. What? Now, fast forward into how he was, period. He was like, the stuff that he posted, like, after I cussed him the fuck out and really like, are you crazy? His, his, because I didn't have a chance to, you know, peep his personality. He was an overly sexual, like, kind of perverted kind of guy Um, as time went on. Like, you know, he was at Morgan, like, probably not that long after that. He had to go. He had to get the fuck out of there. But he was, like, extremely perverted, like, very, like, just overly sexual. You know, kind of like, like, ugh. And then the second guy was kind of like the same thing. He was older than me. 
um, constantly trying to pursue me, constantly trying to talk to me, even though it was like clear that that wasn't even going to happen. And even did the same thing was like, I had to deal with somebody telling me, well, oh, he said that you guys kissed us. What? What? But it's just that conversation of saying, oh, man, I, I got something. I, I, I fucked the dyke or somebody that said they wasn't going to get fucked. It's sick. And I think that that's what the game that R. Kelly was playing with Dominique. And to watch her mother go to Beverly Hills to find her, to see her, the look on her face when her mother opened the door, to still see her still be a victim, but in some sense protect R. Kelly by holding on to the door. Her mother tried to close it behind her. It was overwhelming to watch because it was like, it was just, oh, it was sick. It was just really sick. And then her mother just never gave up. And that was the part that was overwhelming for me was because I've had a, a mom that has loved me for who I was. And I remember the times that I ran away, not ran away from home, but, you know, did something stupid, didn't come back home, stuff like that. And just the love that she had for me, you know, just to still, bitch, where you at? I ain't going nowhere. One time she called the people house I was at and said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling the police and burning the house down if my child ain't back home. It was nothing wrong with my mother. I loved her. I just wanted to do my own thing. As a, as a, as a, just, I was gay. I didn't want to tell her. It was a lot. But I was only like down the street. You know what I'm saying? Working. I was still around. I didn't go to another town. So I couldn't imagine that kind of stuff. Being in a whole other town away from your mom. And I think everybody, if you didn't hate R. Kelly then, when you saw the, for I me, mean, before this, before this documentary, even if you watched it, the first ep- you felt something when you saw, when you heard her mom, like, oh, she's going to come and meet me in the bathroom. And when they escaped out of there, like they was escaping from a damn slave master, you felt something. You're not human if you didn't feel something at that moment. Like, damn, this is real. You can't, I mean, they were running and for her to cry and say this was the hardest decision that she ever had to make. And then she went back to him and came back home Three days later, you know, it is it, it is disgusting. Okay, like really, 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 really sad and really disgusting story to hear about people that you kind of will want to say are were pillars in your community or supposed to be there to protect um, young people who didn't. And Dominique's mom, she was the best. Love, I'm so glad that she went and did everything she could to get her daughter. And if anything, the Surviving R. Kelly documentary helped somebody get their child back. Now, the parents of Azriel, the Clary family, said they still haven't seen their daughter in the past couple of years. I think she's gone. I think she's so far gone, honestly. You know, I think she'll never... If she's hurt now, if she's feeling some type of pain, I think a big part of them taking her to that show and blaming them, they she might be at that point right now. You know, I think at some point, once these girls get with him and they feel like they're captured and victims and can't go anywhere, they might go through phases of blaming their parents or blaming the adults around them for not protecting them better. And I think that's what the Clary family is in for in the near future of just feeling like, damn. 
you know, you didn't protect me. And I feel like even when she said they, she said that um, the daughter yelled at them, uh, didn't want to come back. I think that was a part of it too. So it was a lot, you know, it was really, really a lot. Once again, disappointed in BET, um, disappointed niggas like Tank, Jeremiah, all these niggas who were still supporting him and just a couple of weeks ago talking about how we should love him as the king of R&B and all that nonsense. And now everybody's trying to backtrack. No, nigga. No. You niggas knew Lady Gaga, all of them trifling. Trifling, trifling, trifling shit. Just wrong. I just... (sighs) My sister... And you know what? And I, I said this. Which is true. I'll say, until you're in that situation, or unless you've been in that situation, you don't know what you would do. But I would like to think that if I lost my motherfucking mind, and let's say I was reverse Dominique, and I lost my mind, and God with R. Kelly, and he had me out here dressing like a girl, and all that. First of all, my sister, my sister, would they would come and get me, all right, but my mother wouldn't be. She'd be in the crib already while I'm waking up, walking to the bathroom. She would have felt, oh, damn, ain't no bathroom. The bathroom in my damn room, I'm pissing in the pot. My mother would have acted like she was the incoming host. She would have faked something. I'm the housekeeper. I'm doing something. I'm the BG&E. I'm the gas and electric person. She would have figured it out. But while she was getting me out of there, my sister would have been whooping my ass. Uppercuts. <laughs> she would have been fucking me up. Okay, my sister would have whooping, whooping my ass if I was talking about I ran off crazy. But see, that's when, depending on your upbringing, I was blessed to have a lot of strong vocal women around me. And I was raised by a father who, I mean, self he was a kickboxing instructor, karate instructor. He was all about self-defense. And my, uh, when we did come to Baltimore, I got here when I was like two. And my mom, she was, has been a sexual assault, domestic violence case manager my entire life. And dealing with uh, sexual assault victims here in Baltimore. And it's just, I'm just so blessed to be aware of what goes on in America, but cannot forget that a lot of women are not aware of what's going on and we can't judge them for it. All right. Even though I was judging Kitty a little bit. All right. Don't worry about those streams. I know people say, oh, well, his music's still getting streamed. I think a lot of people are going back and listening to these songs. It's like, damn, did this nigga, damn, he got me. Damn. Like <laughs> I was really listening to that thinking it was, it was not bad, but it was. So Juicebox Podcast, man, thank you for tuning in. Let's start this year off really, really good. All right, I'm feeling it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend about the show. All right, CJ the Juice, we out. Enjoy this crit. You know I'm, you know I'm fucking with my guy crit right now. I need your energy. I need your energy. This world is killing me. Light it up. Light it up. If you feel it, I feel. Light it up. Light it up. If you feel it, I feel. Light it up. Light it up. If you feel it, I feel. Light it up. Light it up. If you feel it, I feel. I need your.
energy, high life, high life, high tide, don't drown, big breath, take stealth, stay cool, when I'm down, that vibe, that's right, on top, that high, I fly, sky dive, high five, we won't die, see hope, see try, see why, and my eyes, when big, when life, take off, bye bye, no slip, black ice, they shoot, lip fly, don't stop, must try, energy, that's why, I'm doing the most, in the middle of the road, I'm running the globe. I'm fighting for those that get everything to get better what they owe. So close, don't fall. Live right.